Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of You Can't Handle the Truth. Today's episode we are going to be talking about The Amazing Spider-Man. So I finished with Toby's Spider-Man films, now moving on to the next person to take up the mantle, Andrew Garfield. Now he came into it with this film in 2012, which is almost 10 years old, which is crazy. It does not feel that long ago at all, but it is, you know, it kind of is. So I think this film is great, I really do, and... I was worried about it, you know, because after watching the previous films, they haven't really held up well. So I was worried this one would be the same because I've always remembered loving this film. And I think maybe it's because I was of a better age to appreciate these films when they first came out rather than the first Spider-Man films because I was one when the first one came out. So, you know, being 11 when this one came out, absolutely, I'm going to enjoy it more. But I just do think it's a better film. Like, sue me, but... I love these films. Now, I'm not sure about Amazing Spider-Man 2, because the last I saw it, I loved it, but that was a few years ago. So I'll get onto that tomorrow. But for now, let's talk about The Amazing Spider-Man. Now, what I love about this film is how it feels grittier and it feels darker. But at the same time, there were some very horror elements in the first few films. It just seems to be captured really much better in this film. Now, it's not really a typical light-hearted spandex-wearing superhero film because, you know, obviously the tale of Spider-Man is pretty depressing. Like, he loses his parents and he loses his father figure, Uncle Ben, and then he gets bitten by a spider and his body goes through all these changes. Like, it's kind of dark. But what they do with this film is they kind of take that darkness and they enhance it. And this was around the same time as the Avengers and Captain America, the first one, and Thor... So they'd obviously tried to do a grittier take on these superhero characters and it was time for Spider-Man to have that happen to him. So you know, fair enough. And I think it works. I think the directing is great. Mark Webb, who surely that's the best name ever to direct a Spider-Man film, Mark Webb. I mean, it's kind of destiny right there that he would direct this. I think he does a great job. I think the directing is actually pretty damn solid. There's some good shots in this film. Cinematography is good too. The editing is great. All the sequences are shot really nice. It's a bit too dark at times, I will admit. Some of it's quite hard to see, especially towards the start. But once you get into it, the actual Spider-Man versus Lizard action is great. It looks fantastic. And we definitely see a different Spider-Man, one that we've never seen before, which is fantastic because we don't want to see just a carbon copy with slight changes, just like the fact that it's a different actor now. We do want to see a completely different take on the Spider-Man character, and that's what we get. So I think Andrew Garfield is... I think he's a better Peter Parker than he is Spider-Man. But then again, he's also a fantastic Spider-Man, so that's in no way dissing his Spider-Man. I think he's got the best costume. I really, really like the costume that Spider-Man wears. And I think it's great to see him developing it all. You know, we actually see him creating the suit, creating the web shooters, you know, actually becoming Spider-Man, not just getting bitten and then all of a sudden he can climb up walls, shoot webs and whatnot. And yeah, he's rough at the start, you know, he can't swing that well. And you know, we saw that briefly in the first Spider-Man film, but in this one, it's actually a proper tale of progression. And, you know, we don't just see him instantly become superhuman. He does transition and have to actually become the character of Spider-Man. So I think that's great. The very first times we see him as Spider-Man, it's funny. Like, he's a very funny Spider-Man, which I love. And I think Andrew Garfield does a great job bringing this character to life. You know, struggling to deal with his relationship with Gwen Stacy, with Aunt May, with Uncle Ben. 
for the time that he's in it. You know, struggling to balance Peter's life and Spider-Man's life. And obviously the two intertwine here and there. It's genuinely quite tense. And there's a lot of good emotional impact in this film. Like, I think the relationship between Gwen Stacy and Spider-Man, or Peter Parker I should say, it's great. Like, I really love the relationship that those two have with each other. Now, I wasn't a fan of it in the first few films, obviously, between MJ and Peter. But in this film, I think it's beautiful. You know, I really, really love the relationship that they have. Like, yes, it's awkward. Yes, it's quite cringe and cheesy at times. But you're kind of sold on it because of how they're delivering it all. So I think there was an actual off-screen romance between Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield here at this time as well. But it really just feels like there's so much chemistry and there's so much love between these two characters and between these two actors and it's great you know i love seeing that so i really love the relationship i'm dreading literally dreading watching and talking about the amazing spider-man 2 for this reason but i'm not going to say it because of spoilers but if you know you know but either way this film is great you know i love the fleshed out scenes between uncle ben and peter because we didn't really get that in the first few films well, obviously because he died in the first one, but, you know, I feel like I should say that isn't a spoiler. You know, it, it does seem like I'm saying a big spoiler, Uncle Ben dies, but surely everybody knows, <laughs> every single person knows what happens to Uncle Ben. And so I love how there's a good 45 minutes before anything like that happens where you just get to know Uncle Ben. You know, you actually feel for these characters, you have these interactions between Uncle Ben and Peter, that there's tension, but there's also real heart there too because they're family so i love i really love the dynamic that they have with one another and i love the chemistry that martin sheen brings to it along with sally field as aunt may like she's good too she's very good but it really feels like uncle ben has more to do and more room to shine in this film than he ever has before so i love that i love what they do with the character because yeah ultimately we are going to see the exact same thing happen that we've already seen before and that we already know before but this is kind of the first time he's properly explored and not just there to say with great power comes great responsibility because he doesn't even say that but he says something similar and I think it's great how they tweak things in this film. They don't just say what you're expecting them to say, they tweak it so I think the script works great. The directing too to create all these decisions to have this motive set out, it's beautiful. Like It's really really strong. I love the direction that this film goes in. You know, having a new villain in it, like Lizard and Dr. Connors, is great. Like, we hadn't seen that before. And even though you could argue it's very similar to the likes of Dr. Octopus, because he's a doctor that goes crazy and he turns himself into a monster, pretty much. It's the same storyline, and Peter is getting close to the doctor, as well as Spider-Man having to face off with the villain. Like, it's pretty much the same story, but we're seeing a different character. So Lizard... He transforms himself and it's crazy because he's you know, horrible looking, but the CGI is great. Now, one thing I want to mention about this film, yeah, the budget was huge, okay, $230 million, that's a lot of money, but it looks fantastic. Like, it still holds up, which is great because I know the old ones don't, but then again, 20 years on pretty much from the first one, 10 years on from this one, the CGI still looks fantastic. It looks really, really strong. Everything is shot and lit great. Everything looks fantastic. It's really, really nice to watch. And when I was watching this film, I thought, you know, I'll keep taking notes just in case I want to talk about anything. But, you know, what I did with the third Spider-Man film is, because it's a piece of shit, I wrote down literally everything that made me laugh. But with this film, I only wrote down, like, three things because I was just enjoying it and I was watching it because it just felt great to witness. And maybe it is just because I have a soft spot for these films and I love Andrew Garfield, but 
I still think it's a lot better than people give it credit for. Because whenever you talk about the best Spider-Man and the best Spider-Man films, Andrew Garfield in this film rarely get a mention. But I'm here to say, it's a lot better than it deserves to be. It's a lot better than it should be, but it's a lot better than people actually give it credit for. So if you're undetermined about how good you find this film, or if you think, oh, it's pretty boring and stupid and we don't need to see this reboot, go and watch it again because it's fresh, it's different, and it's exciting. It's a very, very exciting film for two hours and, what, 50 minutes or thereabouts. It feels great. It doesn't drag. Everything is paced great. Every single scene matters. It's ultimately a very, very fun film and a very, very fun Spider-Man film. Like, what more do you want from a Spider-Man film? You know, we've had the take before, which was fine, and I appreciate what Toby did, but this is different, and that's what I love about it. Maybe people don't like it because of that, because it's different, because it's not something we're used to seeing. But why should it be the same? Because this is a different generational film, and this is a different director, different actor, different feel to it all. And it feels great. Like, I really, really love these films. Now, yes, obviously, I haven't seen Spider-Man 2 in a long time, but I'm still thinking it's good. At the time of this recording, I'm still thinking it's good. I haven't seen it again yet, but I'm, yeah, I think it's good. But either way, Amazing Spider-Man, everybody's great in it. You know, Reese Evans as the Lizard, as Dr. Connors, he's great. He has one moment, which I wrote down, which is so beautiful. The scene in which he's looking into, like, a window mirror thing, and he's lost his right arm, because he jokes about being a southpaw, which I like, I like that reference, but he's looking in this kind of window thing, and he puts his left arm up, and you can just see half of his face, because the other half is where it's mirrored, and then he lifts his left arm up, and you can see the right arm kind of come to life, and that's great, because it's so beautiful, since he's lost his right arm, it just feels so lovely to see that, I love the directing for that scene, and speaking of beautiful, like, what looks beautiful in this film more than anything are the webs. Like, the web design and how good they look. They glisten in the sun. They're like shining diamond glittering webs. It looks fantastic. The scene when Spider-Man's saving all the cars on the bridge, which is the last thing I want to talk about as well. I love how the webs look. You can see them glistening and shining, and it's really lovely to see because... In the first few films, the webs, I don't know, I can't really remember how good they look. Like, they're just webs, you know? But in this film, they actually look fantastic. So I love the design of them. I love what they've actually done to create these webs and, you know, have them looking different. It's great. So the last thing I think I want to mention is how the carjacker in the very first film, he's in this film, like, what? So obviously they're not connected. Obviously it's a completely different universe, but... The guy is called Michael Papa John, which is kind of the best name ever. I never knew his name was that, but he's one of these actors where you recognise him in whenever he's in something, but you never know his name. So I had to Google his name, and his name's Michael Papa John. <laughs> like, come on. That's brilliant. So he plays the carjacker that kills Uncle Ben in the first film, and he plays a chauffeur to Irfan Khan's character in this film, God rest him, because sadly Irfan Khan's died, which is a real shame because he's a great actor, so... Terrible loss there, but he's in this, and he's good in this as well. He, he reminds me of his character in Jurassic World as well. So he's had to deal with a lizard creature in this, and then dinosaurs in Jurassic World. It's very similar, but yeah, his chauffeur in this is Michael Papajohn, the same guy that killed Uncle Ben. Crazy, I did not see that coming. Like, I genuinely pointed at the screen, I was like, oh, <laughs> like Leo in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'm wondering if a lot of people recognise that, or a lot of people remember it, because I sure as hell didn't, but... Yeah, mental. Either way, the rest of this film is great. You know, like I said, 
paced great. Dennis Leary is good in it. I love his character and the relationship that he has with Gwen Stacy. You know, Gwen Stacy ties together a lot of people. I love what she has to do with Dr. Connors. I love what she has to do with her father. And then obviously she has the bit with Peter as well. So, you know, she has a real heart to this film. It's great. It's funny. It's heartfelt. It's intense. It's exciting. It's fun. It's different. And it's Spider-Man. You know, it's brilliant. I love Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. You know, I do think he is a better Peter Parker, but I think he's a great Spider-Man. I think the suit looks great. He looks great in the suit. His agility and his swinging abilities are far better than what we've seen before. So I think, yes, Tobey Maguire, people love him as Spider-Man. Sure, he's fine. But I really love Andrew Garfield, and I think this film is great. You know, that's all I can say about this film. It's great. So... Go and watch it. Go check it out. Holds up great. Looks fantastic. I know it's only been 10 years, but, you know, it's still quite a long time. So, yeah, all that's left for me to say is I'm excited to see Lizard return in No Way Home because that's going to be interesting to see why he's in it and how he comes back, whether he gets some sort of redemption because, yeah, I will say the final battle of this film isn't great. Like, there's a lot of really good action sequences throughout. I love the scene in the school. I love the scene on the bridge. It all looks fantastic, but then the scene at the end when it's the big action sequence, or supposedly big action sequence, it doesn't really feel that big. It just feels kind of good, but not really huge. Whereas, as it builds up to that scene, I won't say because of spoilers, but if you know, the scene with the cranes, it is brilliant. It's one of the best scenes in a Spider-Man film, in any superhero film to be fair. It's brilliant. It's so, so exciting and just kind of gets you pumped up. It's really fun. So I love that crane sequence, but it builds up to something fantastic and it never really reaches that potential. It's just a good action fight at the end. It's not anything special. But that being said, I'm excited to see the lizard return. Is Andrew going to return? I don't don't know. I'm really apprehensive. I'll get onto it in the next review. So with that, Amazing Spider-Man. As the title suggests, it's amazing. I think it's amazing. So that's all there is for me to say. I've been Kieran, and I shall speak to you in the next episode of You Can't Handle the Truth.